What's up, coaches? Welcome to Keep Your Pads Down, the podcast for the defensive line. And we are so glad you're joining us today on episode number 141. So wherever you are listening to us across this great land of ours, thank you for checking us out. Uh, Today, we're switching things up and rolling out our second Inside Drill episode of season three, where I fly solo without a guest. So if you tune in each week, not to hear me talk, but to hear our guests, which is what you should be doing. Sorry, you're a little bit out of luck, I guess. Uh, you'll have to uh, to listen to me. But uh, today's episode of Inside Drill, we're talking about some super simple drills and things that you can do to coach, get off, and knock back with your D-line. Uh, in addition, just to going through the coaching progression part of it, I also have several clips um, from us working those drills, uh, most of them in the off-season and some during season, many of which, uh, those clips <laughs> at least, I have never seen the light of day. So I'm putting them out there and we'll uh, narrate through those and give some coaching points. Now, it's nothing groundbreaking by any means. Many of you guys probably do these same drills or at least a variation of them. But you know, hopefully you'll pick up something today that is useful for you or at least uh, get some validation on things that you're already doing. Now, since I'm going to be uh, showing clips of some of our drills and talking through those, you might want to go and check out this episode on our YouTube page so that you can have a visual. But if you are listening to the podcast, I'll be sure to be as descriptive as I can. Uh, You'll still be able to get a lot out of it, but you just won't be able to see the clips. But if you want to do that, you can go and see this episode on our YouTube channel, a link to which can be found in today's show notes. Also, a little surprise for you guys and maybe another reason to check this out on YouTube at some point. We're going to break down my, my tackling technique and effectiveness when attempting to tackle a calf at a rodeo that we went to this past week. It's a, there's a story involved there that I'll tell you at the end of our conversation today. Uh, but just just trust me, a lot of good stuff to get to today, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about our two sponsors for this podcast, with the first one being our guys at Our Coaching Network. All right, so the season is right around the corner, and so maybe you guys are reading through some books or you're looking through your notes or maybe you're talking with other coaching staffs or you're at coaching school today and you're, you're sitting down with a coach and picking his brain. Those are all great, but you should also do what I do. Head over to Our Coaching Network. Create your account and have access to quality live clinics going off every week, all of which are added to a library that can be accessed at any time. There are actually a couple of live clinics going off this week, just this week. So uh, get on over there today. Create your account now. Subscriptions are super affordable, and you can even sign up for a free week. And then you can cancel at any time. Start connecting with and learning from coaches all across the country today with our coaching network. Next up, coaches, are you looking for a way to promote your athletes and athletic programs with professional-looking graphics? Well, then our friends at GoEdit Graphics have got you covered. GoEdit Graphics allows any coach to create custom graphics from their library of templates in a matter of minutes by changing the colors, text, and images to make it their own. They offer categories like game day, scoring, player profiles, and communication, just to name a few. The platform is easy, it's affordable, and no design skills are needed. GoEdit Graphics is a great way to showcase all of your sports and athletes, and subscriptions are for 12 months and include unlimited graphics. Process is super easy and user-friendly, and like always, mention keep your pads down when you're ordering and receive $25 off your showcase yearly package. Highlight your athletes with custom-made graphics in less than two minutes with GoEdit Graphics. Okay, well, with the housekeeping done, we can dive into today's episode, talking about some simple drills to work Uh, Get off and knock back with your D-line. And as promised, we'll have some fun at my expense at the end today as I was officially sent uh, into into middle age by a 400-pound calf. So uh, that's where we're headed today. So let's dive in. 
Here's episode number 141. Keep your pads down. What's up, coaches? Well, as I mentioned in our intro today, we're talking about simple drills that you can use to help teach get off and also create knockback for your D-line guys. And all of these drills can be done uh, in season, off season, with pads, without pads, and they're pretty versatile. Uh, really, I was um, so I was cleaning out my phone, a lot of uh, you know pictures and videos that I have from years past, and, and moving some stuff over to my G, uh, to my Google Drive. And I came across these things and I said, well, I need to do something with these. And so that's what you're going to see today. You're going to see some uh, some drills that we would do in our off season. Um, this is even as far back as three or four years ago when I was in in uh, Kerrville uh, coaching there. And then some stuff that we did um, in the summer. Uh, I think it was the COVID summer um, that we did with some of our guys here at Pleasant Grove. And then uh, a couple a couple uh, clips of us doing some stuff in practice in season. And then I'll show those those. Um, Skills showing up on video and, you know, uh, just so you can see how that translates to the field, because obviously if we don't see our drills showing up on tape, then uh, we don't need to be doing them. So we start uh, basically um, like a lot of you guys, we're, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, creating um, or building um, our defensive line to be able to, to create some knockback. Uh, we're going to start with the six point explosion. And there's a bunch of different ways that you can do this. Um, you know, when I was, uh, again, in Kerrville, we had a really good low man sled for this low boy sled. And we lived on that thing. And, uh, we, we would, we would start out in a six point stance, you know, with our, 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 uh, toes curled underneath us. We got our, we, we, what I would always say is we should look like the Egyptian Sphinx. Okay. we got a nice flat back, big chest. we got track hands down right in front of our knees. Okay. And then we would have, um, you know, a coach snapping the ball in between them and they would come off and they would punch. And then they're going to use the, the, the to, to use the Pete Jenkins term. They're going to pinch that penny, squeeze those butt cheeks, and uh, make sure they're getting their hips all the way through. I want to be looking up at my thumbs, elbows nice and tight, rolling my rib cage. And so we'd go off and we'd hit three reps, you know, get three reps, and then they, those guys would, would would seat roll out of there. Uh, then the next guy would be up. Uh, here at PG, we don't have a real, we have a we have a two man sled, uh, but not a one that just gets really low, and that's that's uh, good for working on a three-point explosion. So we would work with some, we've done work with hand shields. Um, but the big thing that we've done here uh, when, we, when we work our six-point explosion is just go on the goalpost, get on the goalpost pad. The only thing is it's, it's you know, that thing doesn't give any. So it's sometimes kind of hard to get your hips all the way through. And um, But anyway, that's another way that you can do that. Again, you can also use, uh, you know, use another player to hold a, hold a, a hand shield uh, if you want to do that. Uh, which you'll see us using here in a second in some of these drills that I'm showing you. So uh, our, our, our coaching progression for basically coming out of the stance, again, starts with a six-point explosion. From there, we go to a three-point explosion. So now we're going to get in our stance, um, you know, have our same, you know, same hand down that, that that foot is back, you know, pretty standard. Um, and our three-point explosion is we don't want them taking a step. We want to all focus on, you know, driving off of those feet and getting those hips through. And they're still coming off and punching and getting extension. Uh, again, thumbs up above their eyes, hands above their eyes, looking up at your thumbs. Uh, this one's tough for them because they want to step. And sometimes if they're really bringing their hips through, that back foot automatically comes forward a few inches. And that's that's really okay because ultimately that's what you want happening uh, because their hips are bringing their feet with them. Uh, if, 
that makes sense. But we try to have them focus on just you know, just exploding out of those hips, not taking a step. And so that's the uh, the next uh, the next progression on that. And again, we would do that on a low boy. We've done that on a goalpost. We've done that on our two man sled here at Pleasant Grove that we have. Um, and and you can do it. Um, you can do it with guys holding bags. That's my least favorite way to do it, just because those guys don't often you know, give you a good look uh, when they're just holding a shield. But that's the next that's the next progression there. Then we go to three point explosion. Three point explosion. Uh, with one step. So we take one step. So we're just taking one step with that back foot. Uh, so we fire out, punch, get extension, and then we bring that step with us. And, you know, for a long time, I focused on talking about it's got to be a six inch step. Da, 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 da. Uh, towards the end of my time coaching D line, I, I, I didn't even mention six inches because, again, uh, and a lot of that comes from hearing you guys talk uh, over the years and listening to you guys. But, um, you know, our hips are going to bring that foot and it's going to land where it's supposed to be if we're bringing our hips with us. And so the hips are going to bring your, you know, you're going to, your hips are going to bring your feet with you. So anyway, we take a step. The one thing I don't want is I don't want it being too long. Uh, we don't want that. We don't want to be on one foot when we're engaged in that offensive line, one leg when engaged in that offensive lineman. Um, so we, we want to make sure that step is, is gets back in the ground as fast as possible. So it's just three point explosion, one step. We're not doing anything else. And the final, the final uh, progression of that is three point explosion one step with an escape. So they're going to come off, they're going to punch um, and bring their, you know, take a step and now their feet are even and they're going to buzz their feet and then we're going to escape one way or the other. Most of the time, if we're on the low man sled, we're going to escape to the outside. And so those guys will swap lines so they can rep both escaping to the right, escaping to the left. And how we work an escape is we're going to grab that shoulder and pull, try to collapse that shoulder down to where we're escaping. And then with our, our away hand or backhand, we're going to work a rip and uh, punch the clouds there, you know, rip to the sky, however you want to say it. Um, and then we're going to, we're going to finish. And a lot of times I just don't finish like you're going to step on his cape. If that offensive line is wearing a cape. You want to step on it because we don't want to rip off and, and start getting the habit of um, tailing away from that guy because in a game, there's another lineman there. Or we want to be able to stay in our gap and claim our gap. Um, and so we kind of overemphasize that by having to step on the cape of that tackle he just escaped from. Uh, now we can't work an arm over. Uh, that's another one. So they're going to pull and work the arm over. I didn't, I never say swim. I think a lot of guys have gotten away from that because swimming, they, they want to do this and expose the rib cage and raise their pad level and all that kind of stuff. And we know nothing good happens uh, with that. So that's, that's our, um, that's our progression there for, for, for you know, working explosion, working on coming out of a stance. We do that all the time. Um, and we can go through it pretty fast. Uh, you know, those guys, Hey, six point explosion. Let's go. Boom. All right, all right, and we, all right, three point one step, three point one step escape, and that may be five minutes of our individual time. And I know obviously you get in the season, you know, you kind of have to sort of weigh your, you know, when you're going to be doing stuff. But that's something we try to do. Um, you know, when I was at a bigger school, we had a lot more indie. We would do it just about every day. Now that I'm at a smaller school, you know, when I was coaching defense a lot, we might, we would definitely do it earlier in the week, and we may not do it as much Tuesday or Wednesday. But uh, I think that's something that you got to focus on. Uh, if not daily, definitely week, weekly. So the first thing I'm going to show you, and these, these clips are old. These are probably uh, four years old maybe. Uh, but this is stuff that we are doing uh, in the offseason um, at Tyvee uh, in Kerrville, where I, like I said, where, where I, was, I coached there for six years, coached defensive line. And the thing with, uh, about that place was is um, with the defensive line, with the guys, the, the kind of kids we had at that school, we were always going to be undersized, always. So it was really important for us to work, ball get off, being explosive, all those types of things. So we hit it in the off season. We hit it obviously during season. 
Um, but we would get done working out uh, during our workout period. And we'd have, I always have like a few auxiliary things for those D-line guys to work before they got out of there. And so what I'm going to show you is, is some examples of those. And it really is going to follow our progression of six-point explosion, three-point explosion, no-step, three-point explosion, one-step, and then an escape. And then I'll show you some stuff um, that's, that's similar from, you know, that we did here at PG as well. So um, let me share my screen here. All right, so um, let me go all the way back to the beginning on this one. All right, so what we have here, and, and I apologize if these go by kind of quick. I'll try to slow them down. But, um, again, these are just, you know, you get with the partner, and he's holding the shield, and they're working six-point explosion. In fact, they're not even working six-point explosion at this point. He's just working hand strikes, so he's going to start uh, this, you know, the video catches him where he's uh, already coming out of it, but he's going to be in that sphinx position. And all he's doing is he's firing rapid fire, um, and he's, he's just working on his punch, three rapid fire reps into that bag uh, before we even start working hips. So this is just a way to kind of activate and you really work on being heavy handed with that punch, and then we'll incorporate the hips later. So that's what he's doing here at this rep. I'll turn that volume off so I can talk over it. So there he goes. Okay, same thing here. You'll notice a lot of these, I like using the slow motion feature on my, on my phone. Uh, just because I think you can kind of nitpick at stuff and slow stuff down and see where the issues are. Um, so you'll see us using that uh, several times in these clips. Uh, but I want his hand starting on the, on the ground in front of him. Um, and again, obviously him looking up at his thumbs, uh, not loading elbows. So their elbows shouldn't be coming back behind their hips. So here's an example from behind right here. And now we are working a six-point explosion piece to it. So now he ought to be pinching that penny right there. There we go. And he's going to finish on his chest. Now, this is a different variation. So what we have here is he has a band around him. So now this is providing some resistance, really making sure he's got to you know, roll those hips through. And we either have a, if you, you, if you have a partner, you have the partner hold the band, or if not, we'd wrap that thing around like a hundred pound dumbbell and that would hold it in place. And so now he's just coming off and punching. Now, obviously um, we can change this thing up too. Uh, one thing that we do, and I think um, Craig Rowe posted a video similar to this, uh, maybe a week ago or so on Twitter where, you know, guys were, they were dropping something and the kids had to, you know, they were, they were coming off on that, on that visual stimulus, which is really, really good. I think that's really smart. Um, we would, you know, have a partner and I think there may be one in here and I don't know if I included it in this, in this list of clips, uh, but where the guy, their partner is holding the top of the bag and he just flinches that bag and that triggers the defensive lineman to punch. So that's what he's doing here is he's punching. We got a band again around his waist to provide a little more resistance, really make him uh, roll those hips through. And we're going slow motion here, but like to see his you know, elbows in tight, thumbs up, really good punch right there, um, and a pretty good finish. When they finish, let me see if I can back this up just a little bit. Like we want those hips, hips rolled through just like that. And what you'll see sometimes those guys will want to drop their head and look down. We want them looking up at their thumbs. Okay. Oh, sorry. All right, so the next one now, we're working the step. And they're, they're, what I told them here is like, you're going to get like you're in a two-point stance, but with, with you know, you're going to be in a staggered stance. Like you have one foot, um, you know, heel-toe stagger, heel-to-end step. Um, and now we're just bringing our hand. It kind of goes back to that very first drill. We're, we're just working on punching. But now they're taking that medicine ball and punching the wall with it and stepping and really just working on being heavy-handed and bringing those hands from the ground and not loading our elbows. He's going to step and punch and stick it. You know, see if the guy, the kid at the top struggling a little bit. I think he's just going through the motions. They know he's being videoed. 
Um, but pretty good rep out here. But like you see the kid up top, like his elbows aren't extended. We want, you know, you got to drop those hips down where your elbows are extended. And the cool thing about, you know, going up against a wall that's immovable, if, they're, if their elbows are, if their elbow, elbows are bent and they're high, well, the only thing they can do is drop their hips and that's going to make them extend their arms. So this is a view of it from now, um, you know, going back to the drill, you saw with the kid a couple clips back where he's going from a six point. Now this is three point with the step. Okay. And again, uh, this kid didn't have any friends, so he's got a dumbbell, got his, his band wrapped around a dumbbell, um, but still does a pretty good job being explosive. Boom, right there. Good job. Nice job of having nice tight hands. Okay. Snapping out of those hips. Pretty good little step there too. Okay. But when his eyes up, don't want him looking down. Uh, same, same thing here, just from a different angle. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry, that was, that was all three kind of quick reps there, but let me just pause this. Okay. So everybody's seeing this and seeing the issues here. First of all, look at where his, his hands are in, in relation to his eyes. So his eyes are down. That's bad. But if, if we went back a couple of clips and I was showing you like how, you know, I, I froze it when that kid was exploding. Uh, I think he was still from a six point, but his, his back was almost like a, banana shape almost. Okay. Um, or like a, a smiley face maybe. Okay. Well, if you look at this kid's back and his, it's, a, it's almost like a frown. Okay. So it's going the wrong way. So it means his hips aren't coming through. Okay. And his hips are up too high. He's got to be lower. Um, and so that's, again, that's something that you can pick out and you can really see when you use the slow-mo feature uh, or when you video this stuff, it's, you know, then it's, and again, what I like about it is you can give them instant feedback. And, you know, I'll do it a lot in off season when we can. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I even do it in the weight room. You know, uh, we're walking around. I'm telling a kid, I'm kind of I'm kind of going off on a rabbit trail here. But, you know, how many of us have told the kid thousands of times, hey, you're not getting, you're not squatting a depth or on a power clean. Hey, make sure you're, you know, catch it in a squat or whatever, not, not reverse curling underneath it. Well, they don't, a lot of times they don't even know that they're doing that and they feel like they're not doing it until you video them and then you can show them right there. So I think that's a good use of your phone uh, to be able to give them instant feedback and show them what's going on. But anyway, okay. So now this one, um, I'm going to go, I'll go ahead and talk about this and I'll show some clips later, but this is just a, a, a version of steer drill that we would do in the off season. So, uh, and I'll have a better use of, it, of the setup here in a second, a better view of it. But this guy closest to us is on defense. Uh, this guy, you know, farther away is on offense. Okay. And they're going to clasp their hands and I'm grabbing his forearms. This is a way you can still get a grab without having pads and not ripping each other's shirts up. But I'm started out, you know, I'm a defensive player. I'm going to start out in a defeated position. So I'm already defeated. And so now what I have to do is push pull and try to reclaim my gap. Okay. Which in this case would be, would be a C gap. So um, the first thing that we're going to do there is we got to start off with our, our we're going to start off locked up just like this, me and that offensive guy. And, you know, on, on the, the visual cue or, or maybe, a, maybe an audio cue, um, you know, when, when they hear that, the, the thing that he's got to do immediately is do a violent push-pull, you know, push with his outside hand and pull with his inside hand. Uh, if he doesn't, he's, he's, he's going to be pretty much toast. So um, that's what you, you can see he's trying to do that here, but his, his pads are, I mean, I'm sorry, his hips are way too high. Uh, has to get his hips down. Um, we want his thumbs up there. But what I tell him is I'm trying to pull that dude's arms apart. Okay, when we're doing it this way without pads. I'm just trying to pull that off that, that offensive line's hands apart. Next thing is, is he wants to 
Um, obviously, hips down. I'm looking up at my thumb still. I want to get my hat outside of that offensive lineman's hat, work flat, but also I want to keep claiming ground, meaning I don't want to be giving ground. I want to be slowly eating up ground between me and that back that's running behind that offensive lineman. Um, I want to keep my outside foot up slightly. Okay. And then also, I don't want to, I want to still stay tight to that offensive lineman and make this running back make a decision. If I just rip off right now, the running back hasn't, hasn't cleared this offensive lineman's hip yet, then I make the, then I make the read easy for him. Um, so I want to make sure I want to just keep on playing flat, playing flat, string that thing out east and west. And then when the running back, our rule is when the running back clears that offensive lineman's hip, now I can escape off and go make, go make the play. Um, the one thing too that, that I think is important is if you are getting beat, if we feel, and we rep this too, if we're getting beat, like we can't, we can't reclaim our gap and we feel ourselves giving ground, drop your hips and drive that dude vertical because you're not going to make the play, but at least you can make that ball bounce and make it bubble. So um, that's a way to, if I feel myself getting beat, that's a way to, to um, kind of stop the bleeding, so to speak. So this is um, not a great clip of this, but this is them doing, doing the steer drill or some other ones coming up here. They're a little better. Okay. Not bad, but I mean, again, more violent, more violent all, all, all together from the beginning. Like he's got to be really, really violent. Push, pull, again, try to pull those hands apart. Um, and then I don't want him running upfield. Um, you know, again, they're just, they're doing this in the mat room in a, on a random day in the offseason. So, um, but I don't want them running upfield and we'll rip off and now they're getting flat. Okay. Um, and being able to play, um, play and play on that. I don't want to run upfield and create a vertical run like the rep back. It's not a bad job here, okay? Uh, punch the clouds right there with that rip. And again, settle up once you do clear, okay? Now, um, all right, so this has been something people have asked for for a while, and I said I didn't have any, and then sure enough, I found it uh, from a few years ago. This is an example of us doing the trash drill uh, that I've talked about a lot on this podcast. And, um, you know, I think you're going to be able to see all of this show up in, in, in film cutups here in a second that I'll show you. Um, but this is an example of it. And so they're doing it without pads on. So uh, if you'll remember, we're going to set up, if, you know, the guy on the left obviously is on defense. He's setting up to the left. Um, he's going to get five commands. And, and these guys at this point had done this enough to where they knew the five commands. They just went through them in their head. But the five commands are hands, step, press, peak, and trash. And hands, when I say hands, he's going he's gonna to fire his hands on, that, on those forearms and get a grab. He should still have bend in his elbows at this point, okay? And he still hadn't, he still hadn't, his feet are still staggered, so his hands step, and he's going to take a step, and now his feet should be even. And now he's going to press, and he's going to lock those arms out, buzz his feet, okay? And then he's going to peek. When I say peek, he's going to peek in his gap, and we want to peek just around the corner. We're not peeking over the fence. Uh, I say you look just outside of that shoulder cuff. Um, and we just want our eyes on our gap. We don't want our whole body in our gap. Um, so then it's peak and then it's trash and we're throwing out the trash here. It's almost like you're taking a big can of trash. And you're dumping it in the dumpster. I want to take my outside hand and pull and my inside hand and rip across, or I could do a, a nice and tight arm over. So that's what these guys are doing here. Uh, so this is just an example of us doing it in the off season. Okay. You know, not don't love his arm over there. It's a little better. Notice he's stacking that. Notice he stacked this offensive lineman too. Again, that's a habit we work on just because I don't want to just spin off out here into no man's land. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm tossing that dude to the ground, you know, uh, ideally, and I want to step on his cape when I get done so I can still stay in my gap. Okay, there's another steer drill that got stuck in there. Here's some, yeah, some more steer drills. 
Uh, okay, this should have been at the beginning, but this is just another variation uh, or like example of us doing the, uh, I think this is the one actually where you can't see the partners, but they're flinching the bags, I think. Uh, but same thing, but that's a good finish right there. You can't see the whole thing. Those guys are laying out and that looks pretty good. All right, so we're going to now let me pull up some stuff. So this, th these, these clips are from um, the summer, uh, COVID summer uh, here at Pleasant Grove, okay? So you see the guys with the masks. And I think at this point, we had all been in quarantine, you know, like everybody else for months. And this is maybe the first week or two we were able to get out and do some football skills. And so this is pretty raw. And, um, you know, so if you know anything about a program, you know this is a really special kid. He's a Division One kid. He's playing defensive end of Arkansas right now. But uh, he, he's not great at this drill. But what they're doing, all we're doing right here is we're going through – we've already done – the six-point explosion stuff. They wanted to see what they looked like coming out of their stances, so I videoed this part. We've already gone through, every, you know, all the other uh, parts of our progression, and now we're finishing up with with the three-point explosion with the step and an escape. Um, it's not perfect on the goalpost because, again, that goalpost doesn't budge any, and it's also hard to get a grab on it, um, but it still serves its purpose. So I'll let you guys – again, let me turn this volume off right there. Um, let me go back and watch it. Okay, so he needs to get his eyes up. Okay, and, and then sink those hips down a little bit. All right, um, and again, just want to be more explosive there, but um, you know, not a terrible rep. But get it, he needs to get his eyes up, drop his hips down just a little bit. Now, this guy is a really special play, player for us now. He was a pup right here. Um, not a bad job right there. Now, what, what you don't want to happen though is like, if this thing were to, if this dude were to walk off or this sort of person, like he's, he's, he's too much, he's been over too much. Okay. And that's not what we want um, ever. So I told him you never need to be in that position um, in your life. But uh, anyway, I always tell them drop their hips down. You know, he's got to drop his hips down. He's too, he's too bent over. Um, that's not what we want. Again, this looks like a, you know, like a seven here. We want that, that almost that smiley face or that, that moon shape uh, out of those guys' backs. Okay, that's actually, you know, not bad again. Okay, so what are you emphasizing here? We want to see them coming out of their hips and punching. It's really hard to roll their hips through when this thing doesn't give. And so, you know, that's uh, that's harder to do. But he does need to have his hips down and be in a position of power. Like if he has his hips down a little more, then that back will start to do that bend like we were talking about. Okay, the escapes aren't great on this. All right, now this guy right here, big dude, and he's going to be the first one on the game clips that I show. Like was not in his, you know, early on, huge, huge, huge guy, but not super explosive. Right here, he's got to drop his hips down. He needs, I mean, he's a big, tall kid, but he needs to be looking up at his thumbs. Um, and you can see, you know, coming out of his stance, his feet are a little too wide. So it's going to be hard to be explosive like that. Okay. All right. Now you can hear if I turn the audio on, telling him, all right, drop your hips down because he's just bent over. Okay. Get your eyes up, all those things. Okay, and I'm telling him, I'm not making him hold it until they fix it. And still, it's not perfect, but I'm not, I'm, I'm making him hold it and buzz their feet. That's why I have them buzz their feet so I can check everything, make them hold all that until, until it looks right. Then, then I'll let them escape and get out of there. It's still not a perfect rep. But better job, get your eyes up. Okay, all right, be more violent on the escape. And you see all these guys, like they're bringing the rips that's way down. Like I want everything nice and tight. Like that, that rip should stay, your hand shouldn't go below your waist. Okay. 
Um, it needs to be nice and tight. Okay, so his hands are below his eyes right there. Let's go back to that. Hands are below his eyes, needs to be lower. Okay, but go back. That's not a bad job right there. Just get those hands up a little bit more. Um, I mean, just, just a few inches more where he's looking up at his thumbs a little more, but not, not a terrible rep. I think we've already seen this one. That was a repeat. Okay, so now, like, now we're putting this all together. This is in, in practice. Okay, these guys are on a sled, um, and they're getting a, a visual cue. Uh, this, I think this guy should be moving his foot. Maybe he already did, but that's that's how we would go, and I'm back here videoing. But, again, I like using the slow-mo because, all right, look at this. Okay, this is the, the, the kid that's in Arkansas. Look at his first step. Look where it took him. Okay, they're stepping on each other's feet, and that shouldn't, be, that shouldn't happen. That means both of them are stepping way outside of their base, and their step's really lateral. The first step's really lateral, and that's a problem because you can see the position they're in now. Their feet are super wide, and that's not a position of strength, okay? And so, all right, great extension here, great extension. Get those feet underneath you a little more so you can move and play. But I do like where his hands are, um, and, you know, get his eyes up a little bit. You see he's, he's late to the party getting extension, but he does eventually get it. Drop those hips down. Both of them need, need to do that a little bit more, though, uh, especially being bigger guys. And then we'll escape. At some point, there we go. Now you saw him. Uh, you know, we take this back. I don't want to. I don't want to pop in that hand off. I mean, he, and again, it's hard to get a grab on these things. Those things are slick. Um, but I want him trying to get a grab and pull in and uh, and and rip it off. And and we'll we'll work escape. We work escapes. We'll work it on each other because it's hard. It's hard to do sometimes uh, on these pads. You know, I know some guys put shoulder pads on those things and jerseys and stuff, and you know that's cool. But um, you know, we'll, we'll work that uh, on each other's uh, on each other. Uh, to kind of make sure that we're getting that that escape down, okay. Another look at it from two other guys. So his step's still too far. I do like this. I do like 54's feet. Okay, nice short step. His feet stay underneath him. Good extension. Just get your hips down a little bit more. But see, this is a pretty good position that 51 lines up in. Pretty good position. Okay. All right. Now I threw this on here. Um, this is just us. Like maybe that same week, or I, actually, I went back and looked. I think those. Could have been our bye week, maybe. Um, but what we're doing here is we're working get offs. And the reason why we're on this white on the sideline is because so I can see their steps and they can see it. Okay. Like now you have that, that, that contrast, the white and the green. So I can see if they're stepping way out here, if they're stepping way outside of their base, if they're stepping inside their base, um, you know, just, just to be able to watch their steps. What those nice, those nice short steps. Um, and you notice, you know, he's my man's in a four-point stance here. And so my 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 thoughts on that is I'm gonna teach them, I'm gonna teach everybody a the same stance, a three-point stance. And and I'm not gonna go through that right now. But um, but once they have kind of proven that they can do that and make some plays and and you know earn some trust, and if they feel like they want to be in a four-point stance and that makes them more explosive, that's fine. If they if they have a like it's, it's okay to have some personality with their stance. Cause really, what are we talking about here? He took one hand that was you know, resting by his face mask, ready to strike and he dropped it on the ground. Okay. That's fine. If that's, that's what he wants to do and that makes him feel more explosive. That's fine. So you'll see some of that here. Um, but a little bit of draw of the elbows. And you also saw his elbows kind of fluttered out. We want those elbows in nice and tight, um, you know, coming out of that stance. So he draws them up a little bit instead of coming straight off the ground. That's a pretty good job here. That's a pretty good job. And this kid, too, was a converted 
um, just a converted guard, and we had some injuries this season. Um, and pretty good job. You can see where his first step is a little long, actually a lot long. Um, you know, I'd like to see him get it in the ground right there. Okay. Um, but that's more of like a pass rush first step right there. But anyway, good job with his hand placement and coming out nice and low, though. Okay. Again, pretty big step. Um, but good job with his hands and, and again, firing out nice and low. I like this, but as you can see, elbows. Elbows wide, see where his hands are? Elbows are too wide. Uh, and that's gonna make his hands wide. Elbows need to be rubbing his rib cage. Okay, that's not a bad job right there. And again, um, if we go back and look at his first step, let's see what it's like. I mean, he's taking a really long step. Uh, he's a really long person, but still we'd like that step to be in the ground faster. Um, okay, so we can um, look at some video clips now. All right, so this, this, uh, this first clip, I mean, it's kind of uh, unfair for this this tight end, uh, but this is the kid we're looking at, number 48. And this is that big kid that that I was showing you earlier. Um, you know, not really a super explosive kid, but um, this was early on in the season, maybe second game of the year, and, and he uh, he was new to our program. He came to us from out of state, um, and so he didn't really know what we had to do. He's huge, but then when we saw this, figured, okay, we can do something with him. But uh, if you're watching, boom, get an extension right there. Like, love the lockout, okay? Uh, he's playing a six technique. Uh, he's supposed to be inside. Um, and, and so kind of kind of busted here a little bit, but he, he makes up for it, I, I guess you could say. So, um, but just does a really good job of, of I mean, that's, that's the drill. You're trying to get those hips all the way through, boom, being explosive. And again, guys, come on. I know. I mean, this, this, is, a, this is a mismatch. So it's really nice and convenient to be able to go and show those clips that just showed you and now show you this and say, okay, what a great, what a great job of coaching I'm doing. I know the deal. Like this is a big time dude that's 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 outmatched over a little or that's overmatched on a um, on a smaller guy. But it's still just to show you like he does a good job of getting extension and being explosive. Um, you can also watch. Uh, you'll notice. Okay, I'll just say this. Um, this kid, 44, he's at A&M now. Uh, this kid is at, at Arkansas. Like I said, uh, this kid is at a junior college, but will probably be at a Division One school. I, I don't show a whole lot of clips of them. Because, you know, I don't want you to just sit there and go, well, that's that's easy. They can do that. They're, you know, they're, they're Division One guys. Like, I'm going to show you clips of our guys here, and then I'm going to show you some clips of those kids from Kerrville. And and I'll tell you this, in six years of coaching Kerrville, uh, I didn't have one D-lineman go out and play college football. And we had a, a kid one year who was the district D-line MVP, defensive MVP, whatever it was. Uh, we had several first-team all-district kids. So we had some good football players. They were just good high school football players. Uh, but they were still doing the same stuff that we're doing here at PG. So um, anyway, all right. So this next clip is, is show you our nose guard here. I really like our nose guard and 45. We're playing the slot T. This is in the playoffs. And um, okay, so the center beats the, the nose guard off the ball. Okay, but does a great job of getting extension. We like his hands to be up a little higher. Uh, but great job getting extension and then shedding the block. Not as good of a job as 45. You see it 45 next to him in three tech. Okay. Uh, 45 does a great job of punching, getting extension, and then trash. Boom, right there. There's our trash drill. Uh, there's our escape. Gets off, makes the play. Same team, same game. 74 again. Does a great job just, just whipping the center. It's a lot of fun coaching him uh, this year because uh, he was so, so low to the ground and powerful. Um, he's just abusing that poor center. And again, I'll show a couple of clips of these just because it is pretty crazy. 
But same thing, just just getting off the ball, being explosive. Okay, and again, it's a talented kid. I get that. Um, but this is stuff that we rep all the time, and you have to rep it because you'll also see. Okay, same coach that coaches that guy also coaches forty eight up here. Who's you know we had on, who's freaking um, doing a swim move on first and ten. Okay, so you know, um, there you go. And then forty four down here is popping up and looking. Okay, so it's not perfect, and you can see like some talented kids when, when they don't when they don't uh, play with technique, they just become normal average joes. Okay. Um, and, and sometimes these guys, you have guys who are so talented, they get have gotten by so so for so long on raw ability that it's it's hard to get them to buy into technique. But when you have these guys who he is, a, he's a shorter guy, um, was not a very good player early on in his career, and really had to had to work on on the technical aspects of it. Um, you can see that you know he's become a at this point a really really solid technician and using his weight and leverage uh, in his favor. Last one I'll show. Uh, of this kid doing the same thing, just just balling, just getting extension, trash drill, makes a play. Let's see. I think I'm found 45 right here. Uh, is playing nose. This kid again, just a really solid high school football player here. Punch gets extension. Real. I, what I like is, is he never stayed on blocks very long. Like he was so good at getting off blocks, and that's our trash drill. Punch, boom, trash. It's tackle for loss, and they're saving four again. Okay. Um, this is our – so this is working – I think we're looking at, at some steer drill stuff here. Let's see. Yeah, so 50, uh, who was 48 in the other, the other video. It's a new year. Okay, not a great job of being explosive. Okay, and, like, really want to see him push-pull more, but – he does a good, good job of running his feet, keeping his hat outside, and obviously he's able to make the play. Okay, so looking at 40 up top. All right, so here's what I don't like. Okay, he's peeking inside. He's peeking inside instead of just having his eyes on the man that he's battling. Okay, he's got C-gap, so just get your hat in C-gap. Quit peeking inside. He dips inside and he misses the play. Um, if he just would have focused on whipping this dude, like, He's got him whipped. He's got knockback. Okay, perfect. Right here. Sit your hips down a little bit. Push, pull. Get your hat outside and play off this. And now when he clears this guy's hip, rip off and make the play. He almost makes the play anyway. But there's just an example of when, when you you know you don't do stuff right, no matter how good you are, you're still going to uh, – still may not make the play. Uh, I think this is actually an example of an outside backer here. Yeah. Uh, number six up top does a really good job. Boom, keeping that – what I like is just it's a good example of a secondary or a, a second-level defender um, defeating a block. And he peeks inside, boom, but he gets extension, peeks inside, rips, makes a play. Oh, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. 51, uh, interior kid, The uh, he's playing a two-eye here. Um, okay, does a really good job – actually, he's just playing the shade. Uh, does a really good job of getting off the ball. And it's not perfect technique. He misses with his hands, but he does a good job. He dents the line of scrimmage. He, he penetrates the line of scrimmage with his get off, and he's just able to make a play. Um, you know, again, it's not perfect. You love to see him push, pull, and play flat and all those things. But, you know, there's nothing, you know, a, a great get off, great explosive get off can fix a lot of issues. Okay, 59 here uh, does a good job of play, just playing flat down the line. Again, we're working. This is talking our steer drill stuff that I showed you 
uh, from our Kerrville days. And the same drill we would do here, do the same stuff here um, at Pleasant Grove. But does a good job punching and uh, getting extension. And the ball's already cleared that off his line and hip, so now he can he can turn and go and, and track that inside hip of, of the uh, of the back there. Okay, uh, now let me show you some clips of those same same skill just with different kids. This is um, this is a video that's you know a few years old. Uh, this is one I made um, one see I guess this was yeah seventeen um, that we'll watch and I've shared with some of you guys I believe. Let me uh, see if I can make this big. Okay, uh, but we're watching those guard here. So while all this is, this is, these guys did those same drills in that weight room and on the, and on, you know, on the practice field, you know, the stuff that you just saw us do in the weight room, and you can see it kind of paying off because I'll just tell you about these, these four defensive linemen here. Uh, this kid moved to us, moved uh, to our school from uh, somewhere down in the Valley. We're in Kerrville now, which is close to San Antonio. Had never played football before. Uh, came to us as a freshman, ended up being just one of the beside him and the, the kid that other kid I just showed you best nose guards I've ever coached uh, converted linebacker right here uh, that that played D line this season because of some injuries converted running back who frankly just got too thick and we had we had a lot of depth of running back and how much depth at, at, at defensive line so he ended up playing three tech for us and this is just some tall skinny three hundred hurdle uh, three hundred meter hurdle uh, runner guy for us that uh, was a really solid technician so none of these guys are are you know. Uh, our D1 recruits and then I played college football, um, anything like that, but just really solid football players. But 73 does a good job punching, getting extension, and then getting rid of his guy and obviously make the play there, but he will here in a second. Okay, this is that uh, the, the the track kid. Um, so he's he's playing at stand-up. We would let them play stand-up sometimes depending on the situation. Um, and so he does a good job of punching. But, you know, we still like to see him be more violent with his punch. But does a good job of getting rid of that kid right there. Okay, so now we're playing the slot T. Here's the converted converted linebacker um, on the tight end. He's going to do a really good job of punching and getting rid of him again um, and working on those escapes like we talked about. Like to see him do that quicker and not, you know, he get more extension so he's not tossing that guy. We don't want it to be a, like, a, like a hip toss. You know, I want it to be able to where I'm pulling and ripping across. Um, and keeping my face clean. Uh, same kid right here on a lineman that's bigger than him, getting in there and getting after it. Hey, okay, here's our nose guard. Just I, what, what I love is this is a really good picture right here. Right there. And he's got that off his lineman in survival mode. He's peeking in his gap and he's going to make the play. Gets off the ball, makes the play. Okay, our tall defensive end again. Uh, hip tosses a dude, you know, again, doesn't make the play, but, you know, um, he's in a two-point stance and, and this kid's much bigger than him, but he's able to just to, to get off the ball and escape. You know, obviously I'd like to see him punch a little harder, but that's a good job of getting off, getting off the block. Okay, nose guard again. Great job of punching, ripping. I mean, that's our trash drill. Um, this is the converted running back kid. Great job. So he peeks in his primary gap. And what I always tell him on this is, um, you, know, you, 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 cannot, you cannot escape or you cannot go to your secondary gap. You can't vacate your gap until that, that running back, uh, until he's even with the line of scrimmage. And obviously he does a little sooner than what he's, what he's supposed to, but um, still makes the play. So it all worked out. 
Now, this is a good job. So he's peeking his primary gap, and he's going to see this runner back who's going to he's going to cut back here. Okay, he's going to he's going to try to hit the A gap, and he's going to cut back into this B gap. Boom, right there. Good job of throwing out the trash and, and making a play. Again, just great job of punching and getting underneath somebody. All right, playing Kyle, and they were always really, really tough and really good offensive linemen, but really proud of this kid for just, again, like we knew, I always told him, like, that we had to do this kind of stuff. Like, we had to get off the ball. We had to be, you know, had to be physical point of attack. We had to get off blocks fast. Like, that's why the trash drill is so big for us because we couldn't, like, I mean, look at these two dudes standing next to each other. We can't just go toe-to-toe -to -toe with those guys and bang with them, you know? Um, yeah, we have some guys. We had some guys here at PG that we could do that. We just kind of bang. Yeah, we have, but we didn't have that luxury. So you had to get off the block fast. We had to be able to use use leverage and, and be explosive in order to do that. So um, that's why that was so big for us uh, there. So last clip, um, yeah, not a great punch or anything. What you don't want to do though is, and he did that a little bit there. Is you don't you don't want to try to you can't you can't work your escape before you get them locked out. Uh, if you try to. If you, if you, you know, if you, if you just try to grab somebody and toss them now, we're just, we're just doing some WWE stuff and that's, that's no good. So, um, so those are some game clips there. Um, let me stop sharing for a second. Um, and let me make sure that I've covered everything that I want to cover here real quick. All right. So I think that's it. I think that that pretty much covers. Um, as far as that stuff goes, I, I do want to show you one more thing um, and kind of let you guys have some fun at my expense. But just to kind of recap, so, you know, man, like, look, this, none of that stuff is groundbreaking. And then also I went and cherry picked those, those plays to just to show you an example, because like, that's the kind of stuff like, I'm going to go highlight those, like the, all the PG plays were under the, under the uh, heading, you know, the playlist that I called D-line knockback. Because whenever I see one, I'll tag it and throw it in there because I want to be able to show, you know, guys doing things right. And so, yeah, I mean, there for, for as many clips that I had of those guys doing that right, there's probably twice as many of them not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and, you know, so it's, 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 uh, it's not a perfect deal, but it's something that you do have to continue to emphasize with your guys. And, again, I, I like working it in that progression, starting with a six-point, going to three-point. 3.1 step, 3.1 step with an escape. And then once we have all that, that's when we'll start working on our trash drill because that just, that's, that's kind of the next step of that progression. Um, but, uh, you know, all those things that you can do, anything that you can do, I like getting creative in the off season with different things that you can do to work, you know, snapping those guys' hips and, and help them be more explosive, I think is really, really good. So, um, you know, if we were doing this live and have you guys, you know, ask questions or throw up some suggestions or whatever, but, uh, after watching this, if you do see some stuff like, hey, coach, tell me more about that, or I didn't like that, or can you explain that better? Uh, obviously, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at KYPD Podcast. Uh, send us an email uh, to kypdpodcastgmail.com. Be happy to, uh, to talk with you uh, about any of that stuff that, that we watched. All right. So, story time. Okay. Behind the curtain a little bit. Um, we'll talk about this. So, last week we were off. Uh, we had we had the week off for the Fourth of July, so my family and I went down to uh, Bernie, Texas, which is just west of San Antonio. It's really close to Kerrville, where I used to coach. And so, towards the end of the week, um, we decided we're going to take our kids to a rodeo in Kerrville, a really small rodeo. Um, let them, uh, if you guys aren't familiar with the term mutton busting, 
you know, it's where kids get on sheep and they ride them. It's, it's funny. Um, but you know, I grew up going to rodeos, um, raised animals, uh, been around animals all my life. And so that kind of stuff is just sort of second nature to me. Uh, but we're sitting there at the rodeo and they, they have on the schedule that there's an adult calf scramble. If you've ever been to a calf scramble, how it usually works is usually it's kids. Um, and they have some calves and they're not, they're not real big, uh, they have some calves and you either have to go and, um, catch a calf and put a halt, like put a, a halter on a rope on it and pull it like into the middle of the ring in a circle, or you have to pull it across a line, something like that. But then also sometimes they'll have you go and pull a ribbon off the calf's tail. If you do that, you win. Um, well, so this was an adult calf scramble. I wasn't planning on doing it, but I'm sitting there with my kids and they like, dad, go, go, come on, dad. Um, and so I was like, okay. Um, and so I, I jumped in the ring. I was like the last one uh, in the ring. And so I didn't hear the rules. And so all I know is I got my three kids watching me. You know, I got to, I got to boss up and, uh, and go look good here. And so in my mind, all right, I got to tackle one of these calves and bring it back across the line or bring it to the, the judge or whatever. So that's what I'm doing. Like, all right, I'm going to go tackle this thing. And, um, and so I did, or at least I attempted to tackle. So what we're going to do now is I'll share my screen again and, uh, we will, I'll let you, I'll show you the video and we can, um, you, we can we can break down my my tackle performance here, okay? All right. So here we are. Um, of course, my wife had to video it. Um, so here we go. Taking off. All right. So pretty good pursuit. You see that the, now again. Look, like those aren't little baby calves, okay? Those things are. Uh, 400 pounds, maybe. I mean, they're, they're, they're fairly good size there. So, okay. Taking a pretty good angle, tracking the near hip. All right. Got one. Look right there. Okay. Now fatal mistake here. My feet die. Feet stop moving. Oh shoot. Go to the ground You see the calf's heads on the ground. I'm underneath it. This is where my ribs get stepped on. My back gets stepped on, uh, rips my shirt, get a bite a face full of this dirt right here. And the calf gets away and the guy behind it gets the ribbon and uh wins the um wins whatever the prize was i don't even remember what it was now all right so we'll watch it again here we go I'll, i won't stop it okay and you can see that's like kids and girls and stuff that i'm running against okay all right go up tackle this thing fall over get stepped on get trucked and my pride looks see me running right there. Pride is, is, is dead. Pride is gone and uh, look like a bum in front of my kids. But anyway, there you go. That's the, uh, there's the video. That's how I spent my week off last week. Um, hope you guys had a great week. If you were off last week, celebrating the fourth, hopefully you were a lot smarter than me. Um, my ribs are still hurting today as of this recording. Um, but you know what? Hey, we'll get over it. But anyway, thank you guys so much for uh, joining me today. We'll be back next week. Um, with another episode, a really, really special episode uh, that, that um, I'm really looking forward to. I'll talk more about it in the closing, but I think it's the first time that I can legitimately say you can use listening to this podcast as a date night with your wife or girlfriend, guys. So anyway, you're welcome. Uh, check, make sure you check that one out next week. That'll be a full podcast, no video. Um, so join us back here next week. Once again, thank you so much for checking us out today. If you're not already doing so, uh, make sure you go and give us a follow on Twitter at KYPD Podcast. 
Uh, you can also follow me at Coach Taylor 53 And if you're liking what you're hearing on the show, please give us a five-star rating and review and help us spread the word about the podcast. It just takes a few seconds. So uh, thank you in advance for doing that for us. Also, if you have suggestions for future episodes, time is running out on season three. We'll shut this thing down uh, in August. So if you have guests or topics that you want us to cover uh, before we, again, shut this thing down for the season, then by all means, send us an email to uh, kypdpodcast at gmail.com. Or like I said, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. Our quote of the day goes like this. Argue like you're right and listen like you're wrong. And that is a wrap for this episode of Keep Your Pads Down. But hey, don't worry. We'll be right back here next week with episode number 142, where we will be doing something we've never done on this podcast before. And welcome on a female guest. Check that out. How about six female guests for a very special Coaches Wives episode? Where I'll be talking with uh, six coaches' wives uh, just about the rewards and also the challenges of being a coach's wife. So, my wife is going to be on. So, that should be fun. Um, so, anyway, uh, really looking forward to that one. So, make sure you and your significant other tune in next week for episode number 142. Until then, hey, have a great week. If you're down to San Antonio at coaching school, stay out of the river and go learn something today. And of course, always remember. Keep your pads down.